Memories have a funny way of generating emotions in you. Happy memories, for example, can become melancholic ones. And for some reason, things and events from our childhood seem to happen better. When there's no childhood traumas, your brain has a way of kind of embellishing those memories. You long for the past, for what's gone. You wish things were like they used to be. I remember the house where I was raised as bigger and better than it actually is. I realized how, how small it was when I sat as an adult. The park I used to play at when I was a kid wasn't the same. But I had idealized it in my memories. The good memories were there, but the feeling wasn't the same when I saw those places as an adult. I realized that those things were much better in my memories, and I had come to idealize events and things from my childhood. And hadn't I had the chance to go back and see these places for myself again? I probably would have gone to my grave thinking that those days of my childhood were just better. I mean, I have great memories of places and people and, and of certain scents and of the air blowing through my face and my hair. I have fond memories of the sound of the waves of the Pacific Ocean that wasn't so far away from my house. I have fond memories of the farm that my dad had and, and that we had to go to every summer, even though I didn't enjoy it. I remember with gratitude the days we went to my mom's parents' farm. We were able to run freely get on the mango trees, and eat the mangoes until we were satisfied. I can still hear Grandpa's rooster crowing, and the peculiar sound that Grandma's guinea pigs made when we got close to them and fed them. When I think about it, I can still feel the dust on my face when we helped our uncles move the cattle to a place behind the house before dark. I have sweet memories of Christmases we spent at my dad's parents' house. The house was full of people, the kids running everywhere. I remember my uncles in the living room playing the guitar and singing songs. I can still smell the delicious food that grandmother made. I remember sitting in the living room listening to the stories that the adults had to tell. I've kept those memories in my heart. I go back to those memories every now and then to refuel, to rest, to heal. But sometimes, if you go back to your past too much, you forget to live your present. Now, as a father and husband, it is my responsibility to help create great memories for my children. What a great responsibility. I want my children to have lasting memories that will work as a foundation for the type of family that they want to have and for the goals they want to achieve. I want those memories to become a balm of Gilead, but not a prison that they can't escape. I want them to look forward because in this ever-changing world, they need to be prepared for what's coming their way. They will have their own challenges to overcome I, I want their memories to help them refuel so that they can continue to press forward. I don't want them to recreate the past. I want them to fully live the present 
so that they can change the future for the better. When I was a little kid, I used to think that my parents would be there for me forever. It seemed that bad things would only happen to other families, but not to mine. I saw my aunts, uncles, and grandparents as brave, strong people who would never die and who would be by my side until I grew old. The first time I realized that tragedies could happen in my family was when I was 12 years old, in 1996. My uncle, my mom's younger brother, had been shot and was in the hospital fighting for his life. He spent a couple of days at the hospital and it finally seemed that things were getting better. On the third day, my parents had been at the hospital since the morning and then decided to come home so my mother could have some rest. I still remember the moment when the phone rang past midnight. Dad answered the phone and was told that my uncle had just passed away. My mom started sobbing like I'd never seen her before. On the day of the funeral, I saw some of my uncles cry like little kids. All of this pain that I was seeing in others was so new to me. It was a very strange and surreal feeling. I was still too young to understand the scope of what had happened. My late uncle had kids who were younger than me. I remember thinking that I just didn't want to be in their shoes. In a selfish way, I was grateful that it wasn't me who was going through such a painful experience. I was sad for my uncle's passing. But the pain that I related to the most was my mother's. It was her, her pain that hurt me the most. It's strange how those things work. Months later, my dad got in a car accident. He was in the back of a pickup truck when the accident happened and he was ejected from the vehicle. His business partner was the one who called home to let us know about the accident. I was the one who picked up the phone. My older brothers were at school and my mother was at work. So I was the lucky one who heard the news first. To this day, I can remember the pain that I felt in my chest when I heard over the phone that my dad had been taken to the hospital because he had been in a car accident. This incident scarred me for some time. I couldn't answer the phone For at least a year, every time that phone rang, I would get anxiety. And that chest pain that I felt the day when I got the news would come back every time that stupid phone rang. That experience made me not want to have a family of my own. I just didn't want to cause any pain to whoever would be my wife and kids if something like that were to happen to me. Um, this week I, I was listening to, to uh, Maroon's five song, Memories, which says, everybody hurts sometimes, everybody hurts someday. And it's true. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Everybody gets a turn to go through difficult times and experience pain. And as we go through these experiences, we start to realize that the people we once saw as invincible 
our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, our aunts, are in fact vulnerable. My wife and I and our parents are the immigrants in the family. And we've made some sacrifices so that our children wouldn't have to. Our children were born in the U.S. by the accident of chance, while we chose to come to live here. And this decision meant that some of our loved ones had to stay behind. My wife's parents both emigrated from the Dominican Republic to look for better opportunities. Back in the 80s, my father-in-law left first. Then my mother-in-law left a year later. My wife was only two years old when her mother left for the U.S. She was raised by her maternal grandparents. She saw her mother again when she was 14 years old, when they reunited in New York City. My, my wife always had the proper documentation to move freely within and without the borders of the USA. So she doesn't know what it feels like to be in the shadows, to live in fear that one day you'll get caught and be sent back to your country of origin. My experience was different. I didn't always have the proper documents. And there are things that happen in life that point you in a certain direction. Due to one of those things that happen in life, I chose to go back to Peru. So I, I was in Peru when my father's mother passed away in September of 2006. I was 23 years old. I was at the hospital when my uncle came out of the room to let us know that grandma had passed. At this point, I had come to accept that as I grew older, some members of my family would start to leave this world. My grandmother's passing was a hard pill to swallow. To make things more complicated, dad was in the U.S. and couldn't come to the funeral. I stood in his stead and helped carry the coffin. I did it proudly for him, for I knew that he would have loved to be there and helped carry his mother's coffin and say goodbye for the last time. On that same year that my grandma passed away in 2006, my wife's grandmother, the one who raised her, passed away. My wife has two sisters. They didn't have enough money to buy plane tickets for all four of them. So they put their money together and bought a ticket for my mother-in-law to go to the funeral in the Dominican Republic. My wife and her sisters, who called her grandmother Mama, couldn't go. Imagine how painful that must be. You can't be at the funeral of the person who raised you. But they had a choice to make, and they made it. We still didn't know each other back in 2006. I, I came back to the U.S. in December of 2006, and we met in January of 2007. We got married in 2009. Five years later, in, in January of 2014, we got news that her maternal grandfather, the one who raised her, had passed away in the Dominican Republic. At the time, we had one little girl, 
and we were expecting a little boy. I was going to school full-time, and it was my last semester. We made the arrangements for her to go to her grandpa's funeral with her mom, and I stayed home. Then, my dad's father passed away in April of 2017. By this time, my father had his papers in order and was able to go to Peru for the funeral. I went with him. Seeing my father composed for most of the funeral services was very interesting. On the night of the viewing, when most people had left, he approached a coffin, leaned forward, and began to stare at his father for a minute or two. And then he wept. That scene moved me, and I couldn't do anything else but just cry alongside him. I, for a brief moment, was feeling his pain. It was his pain that moved me. I couldn't help but think of the day when I would have to be in his shoes and tell him goodbye. Gone were the days when I thought that my parents and grandparents were invincible. The last of my grandparents who passed away was my mother's father. He passed away in September 2018. I got the news by text message while I was on a phone call at work. I finished the call and just sat there and cried alone. I cried not only because he had passed, but because I knew it would be painful for my mother and my grandmother. I knew how much my mom loved him, and I knew how much my grandma loved him. And the thought that they had to experience this pain made my heart pain also. Mom and I flew together to Peru and made it just in time for the funeral. My eldest brother sang a song right before we laid our grandfather's remains to rest. My mother cried some more, but I felt like she had accepted in her heart that this was eventually going to happen, and that at least Grandpa didn't have to feel the physical pains of an imperfect body anymore. You know, we start this life thinking that our loved ones will be with us forever. Then, when illness and death pays a visit to our families, we start to realize that we are not invincible, that sooner or later, we're going to have to say goodbye to our loved ones. We go from feeling, feeling invincible to feeling vulnerable. We go from feeling that our parents will be with us forever to realizing that they will eventually move on and will stay behind to become the parents they once were to us. Our children will see us as invincible only to grow up and realize that we're just as imperfect and vulnerable as our grandparents were. Therefore, it's important that we create fond memories with them while we have them with us. There's no way to go to the, back to the past. We cannot try to stop the time. We can look back and use those memories to refuel, and then we must look forward and adapt to our new reality, just like we have done before. Our memories, as great as they can be, 
cannot and should not be better than our present or our future. My parents, who I once saw as invincible, are aging. And sooner or later, they will be gone. The coronavirus crisis in the U.S. has made the possibility even more real for me and for thousands of families. And yet, there are some people who want to downplay it. They want to go back to the normal they knew before the virus started to spread around the world. Instead of trying to go back to the past, we should try to adapt and make the present better and work towards an even better future. I've heard people ask, do you know anyone who's got it? Because I don't. And it seems that if it doesn't happen to you, it's just not real. The reality of war doesn't become apparent until a bomb explodes in your neighborhood or at your house. We can use a little more empathy for those around us. We don't have to wait for the bomb of COVID-19 to explode in our house to finally understand that the old normal is gone and that we need to look forward. Sooner or later, COVID-19 will knock on our doors or the door of a loved one. We don't have to wait for our loved ones to become memories, to finally understand the threat that our communities face. We can be a little more empathetic and wear a mask when in public. A simple act of kindness can go a long way and maybe help someone enjoy their parents and their grandparents a little longer. My name is Luis and this is Community of Strangers. Until next time.